0: Look at my butt. Show number 285 of Look at His But LT and JK Talk Trek.
1: Happy New Year, almost. Listeners, Yes, and
0: a moist and merry Shatmas to you all. It's that time of, course, of year. Of right? course, yes. of
1: course. We all hope you had a, a joyous and moist and merry time and, you know, got lovely presents and gave lovely presents and hopefully were able to spend some time safely with loved ones. Yes, and
0: we are all, I think, going to be extremely happy to see the back of 2020 and uh, feel like there is hope for 2021 that things won't be so crazy. There are vaccines being given to people who knows when we'll all get them, but at least it's, it's it exists. So mm-hmm. we can be happy about that. And other things are changing as well so even though we're in the depths of winter and it's kind of cold and kind of miserable there's a light at the end of the
1: tunnel that's the way Boy, I'm looking let's at it hope now. so yeah let's hope so i'm thinking that like at one minute to midnight is when the comet is going to hit <laughs> or something something
0: you know? yeah it could it could be it's it's like 1999 going into 2000 right the y2k bug all over again as as we flip the calendar
1: um, Well, I had one good thing happen this morning to end this year. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. One of the groups I belong to is for The Office. Uh-huh. And I had posted just a short little comment on the picture they put up. I thought, I, I didn't know this was like an official thing. I thought it was just a bunch of, you know, fans. <laughs> uh-huh. Steve Carell liked <gasps> my post. Wow. That's awesome. I know. Oh, that I, is So I have great. to do a screen cap and post it. yeah. Definitely. Because, That's my first celebrity to ever like a post.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Um, Thank you. That's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yep. So uh, before we get into the discussion, and there is a lot to discuss, we're going to do some presents because it's Christmas present time. Yes. So we each mailed our gifts to each other and I've got the box open, although I haven't looked inside of it yet. And yours are actually wrapped with um, some lovely <laughs> crappy wrapping paper.
1: I love the wrapping paper and I love that my presents are numbered. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a card, and I don't know where that fits in the numbering oh, sequence. The,
0: the card is more personal. You don't have to read that on the air. Um, oh, okay. I will leave that then. You can leave that then. Uh, but you can, yeah, do, do them in order, one and two. That would be good. Okay.
1: Um, why don't you start?
0: Okay. Well, there are two things in this box.
1: I know, and I will tell you, none of Neither of these presents has anything to do with Bill or Star Trek oh, or the podcast. Okay. But I just thought this was something you would enjoy. Uh, okay. So I'm going to pull out. Oh, what the hell is this? Ooh, what is this? I don't know. I can't Ooh, see it. Ooh,
0: sticks. Magnetic yes. framing kit. Oh.
1: The sticks are part of the present.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I like them anyway. They're very beautiful. They're, they're oh, like... Good. Um, like quality uh, they are yeah i mean <laughs> oh, they're they're layered they're laminated but the the wood mm-hmm. is is like very blonde and and uh
1: oh nice smooth and and
0: it looks quite premium
1: so okay. that's good. all
0: right and the other one is a tube oh it's a seal tube and it says literary insults chart at the top of it okay
1: <laughs> and that's what it is oh my goodness okay
0: so i'm gonna unroll it now oh wow oh I want to be careful with it so I'm not damaging hold please <laughs> Oh wow Oh this is very cool. A grand treasury of literary insults mapping the great zingers of literary minds. Oh wow. <laughs> and it's 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 a um a, a semantic chart so it's got Insults around bodily qualities and actions, personal traits, <laughs> attributes, types of individuals, <laughs> creatures, food, and inanimate objects. This is great. Oh, good. <laughs> this is really good. Thank you. I like it, and I will. Um, I can see that with these at hand, I would use them a lot more often.
1: <laughs> I, th- I thought you might. You know.
0: <laughs> and believe me, I have no shortage of situations in which using these would be. Uh, quite apropos thank you so much this is well, awesome
1: you're welcome i have never
0: seen anything like this and yes it uh, will go really well in in the frame it'll fit perfectly
1: well yeah they, they're they from the same place so yeah. it's like if you're buying this go get the sticks and yeah. i thought okay
0: that's so awesome. so you don't even
1: have to go out and get anything Just... yeah
0: well i appreciate the forethought. thought that is really good because otherwise yes getting things framed is expensive and i like this better with the sticks
1: yeah, so to oh, ex- to
0: explain that the sticks are not a whole frame. It's it's a, a bar at the top and at the bottom mm-hmm. of the thing, and it stretches it out, and then it has a, a piece of string that you hang it on the wall. So it's sort of minimalist framing, and I really like that. I think that's
1: you know cool. I had um things like that when I was in college. And then I never saw him for years and years.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's a very elegant solution. Thank you. Thank
1: you so You're much. You're welcome. Yay. Yay. Okay, I'm going to open present number one. Okay. And um, you can hear the paper being torn. While I'm ripping this, I will tell you that I belong to a group called Canine Enrichment (laughs) Uh about how you can keep your dogs from, you know, keep them interested and stuff. Uh Jack's too old for any of it. But one of the things most dogs apparently like a lot is ripping up wrapping paper. (gasps) So... Star Trek cocktails. <laughs> oh. So I saw
0: that you had posted about that in our Facebook group. And then I, I looked oh. at some of the recipes and I thought, you know, this, this is like for us to do when we can actually be together, right? Right, get right. get the book out. We'll make ourselves a bunch of these cocktails. We'll try them. We'll take pictures. We'll do reviews and everything. So, it again, it's that hope for the future that I was trying to convey.
1: Okay. I'm looking to see if uh, if there's a toc on page 17 though there is a great illustration i I'll have to scan this in and post it of um kirk and spock standing on either side of a cocktail shaker that's 50 percent taller than they are <laughs> <laughs> so i liked that <laughs>
0: The dr- I, I flipped through it and the drinks most of the drinks sound pretty good and they don't all have ridiculous ingredients i mean you don't oh, have okay. to go out and buy like bottles of green chartreuse and blue curacao and all sorts of oh, yeah, like we don't, weirdo yeah. things. No, we don't need to do that.
1: Okay. Oh, here is, um, there's a, an, an index. So let's see. Oh, Kirk has a lot. Kirk has a Kirk's Old Fashioned. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I classic,
0: wanna... classic things, you know?
1: Yep. I want to see, and he's got about six others, but I want to mm-hmm. look at the Old Fashioned. If I can get to that page here. Oh, it's under emergency medical cocktails. (laughs) Uh, uh Okay. Um, Let's see. Kirk likes to explore, but even he wouldn't mess with this classic, Mm -hmm. which has been described as the most popular cocktail ever. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's got in it rye whiskey, Mm -hmm. Angostura bitters, a sugar cube, Mm -hmm. soda ice, And twist of orange.
0: Yep, it's classic. And I have to
1: say, that sounds wonderful. So,
0: again, no fancy ingredients. There's nothing, you know, crazy about it. It's just a Mm -hmm. classic old-fashioned, which would taste amazing. Mix it all together. Nice, cold, refreshing drink.
1: (laughs) Well, here's a a helpful note. If you do try the brandy version, make sure sure it's sorium brandy made by the reptile people of the planet Uh Sauria, if not stick to the original. Wow. And you know what else? Good advice, yes. This drink is sitting in the captain's chair. And I'm not sure, I may be misinterpreting this, but this will be another thing I'll scan in. I think it's got a toupee.
0: Oh, oh my goodness, okay.
1: I mean, it's got ice cubes. Uh Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the twist of orange,
0: oh, it's a, maybe, s- yeah, it's a twist of orange, maybe meant to look
1: like some some too big, <laughs> yeah. well, that's beautiful, and it's hard cover, yes, yes, I like this, I like this a lot. Set your taste buds too stunned. <laughs> <laughs> That is beautiful.
0: Oh, good. It's a nice little book. And I thought, you know, I, I know that we try not to give each other a lot of stuff, but I thought yeah. th- this is small and useful and sort of elegant looking, too. And,
1: yes, and fun. And now I have a decent recipe for an old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Present number two.
0: A Present number two is less Star Trek oriented, but I think you'll you'll dig it. again it's for the future
1: oh oh it's a travel journal yeah oh this gives me so much hope (laughs) I mean I mean really really I have been thinking about that will we ever get to go on a trip again yeah yeah oh thank you you are very welcome let the adventure begin and it's also first class so Uh
0: uh-huh oh it I saw it good and I just thought about you, and I thought, that we need this, right? Because we, we need to, We
1: absolutely need it, yes. And we
0: need to do more adventures. And, and the journal has places for you to um, write down all the things you need to pack, places you need to go, stuff you need to take. So it's about, like, the adventure, but it's also the organization that goes with the adventure. And it's all
1: together in one place. Yes, That's exactly. Really so yeah.
0: you just need one book.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Love Yay. it. Thank you. You
0: are very welcome. Um, I will also mention, and I'll, I'll put a link in, the company that I bought it from is mm-hmm. a, a small um, black-owned business, and I am happy to support them. I bought mm-hmm. some other stuff from them for myself as well. I bought, um, what's it called? I have it right here. It's called Wake Up and Work, and it's <laughs> sort of a, a daily, like, all the things you need to do so it's really nice it's very well organized and it has you know your to-do list your top three accomplishments what you're going to eat that day um, priorities appointments and stuff so again it's it's a nice pad and you can write stuff down it's got a calendar at the top and i thought i need this this is good yes
1: I have to tell you, I was almost afraid for a minute as I was opening that opening this. I was afraid it was the same thing as uh, my sister Nancy gave me, oh. but it's not. But Nancy gave me, and this is so perfect, a notepad, and it has like a cover on it, mm-hmm. and the cover says "Things I'm always right about." <laughs>
0: and how many pages does it have because you need a lot
1: oh probably 180 or something like that so that'll you know get me through January
0: yeah exactly (laughs)
1: exactly I thought oh my god that is so perfectly me (laughs) it is great I love it
0: excellent so yay yay for presents yay good presents yay
1: oh wonderful and oh these are gonna be so fun, but I I can't tell you how my heart just went pitter pat when I saw travel journals. Mm-hmm. like Yes, we have to go places.
0: We do, you know. Even you know, I don't know. We'll we'll make it to some places. Maybe it'll be Ticonderoga, maybe it'll be <laughs> Riverside for the Trek Fest. Yeah, who yes. knows? Who knows something, what's gonna happen? Something. something anything. Yeah.
1: Oh, yay. Well I'll start planning.
0: <laughs> Good. Excellent. Start making lists. It's very good. That's
1: right. That's right. Okay. And at the top of the list is going to be, remember to put in all the parts to the CPAP machine.
0: (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, Moving on from from that and and we hope that you all got wonderful gifts for christmas yes if that's and the if thing. you got
1: you know gifts you want to send pictures to us or descriptions yeah that's fine we'd love to see what you got
0: yeah lots of people on the star trek groups on facebook that i'm a part of were posting pictures of their star trek christmas trees because there are now so many hallmark <gasps> ornaments you can oh. do a whole tree only with star trek ornaments um, yep, it's amazing and people did a great job of putting them all up there and, and people were happily giving each other lots and lots of Trek things for Christmas gifts so that oh, was fun good. to see yeah I'm glad to that's see it
1: that's great there. yeah we want to see pictures of those things yes
0: okay so um, we have lots of, of newsy things you found all these really interesting articles but I'd kind of like to jump into the Discovery stuff
1: I agree
0: uh, so we have now seen uh, – it's coming to the end of the season. There's only two more episodes left. Um, yeah, there's, and
1: one is on tonight.
0: That's correct. So today and then next week. This is New Year's Eve as we're recording this. Yes.
1: yes. So
0: we got to see some resolutions – uh, for the whole mirror universe thing although i have questions about that and then mm-hmm. we, we got immediately put into the next thing that's happening the next big plot thing that's happening mm-hmm. and that had some surprises as well so as far as the whole mirror universe thing goes um, spoilers if you haven't seen it 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 gets uh wrapped up sort of i guess uh Georgiou goes back she tries to change things and she does in a minor way but she Mm -hmm. can't help the inevitable outcome which is her killing mirror burnham and getting mortally wounded herself it seems Mm -hmm. Um, and then she gets pulled back into the the present of discovery and then she's allowed to go off through the portal again to places unknown so the big reveal we know
1: where it is (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I want to so I want to talk about that. Uh Okay. <laughs> so the big reveal is that the portal is the Guardian of Forever. And yes. I, you know, we discussed that as being a possibility. And okay, like I guess I'm all right with that. But I want to say that um people associate the Guardian of Forever so closely with Harlan Ellison, right? Because he created mm-hmm. it. It was his idea. Right, right. And as much weirdness and acrimony there was over the actual episode and his writing of it and the cuts that were made and the changes and blah, blah, blah. Still voted one of the best Star Trek episodes, if not the best. And he Mm -hmm. gets, you know, rightly all the credit for that. So he did that as work for hire. He doesn't own the guardian of forever. Like it wasn't his intellectual property, but still it was something that he created and and belonged to him as a concept, I think. Uh And I find it a little sketchy that they're including this now in a Discovery episode when he died last year, you know? Hmm,
1: well, if he was alive, or even though he's dead, maybe his estate, would they have any leg to stand on as far as, well, you should at least pay us something?
0: Yeah, or I, don't, I don't think
1: not think they asked so. us, or... If it's work for hire, like, it's gone.
0: It's gone. I understand. And and I don't think they would have a leg to stand on. Mm-hmm. I just think that he, he, being Harlan, would have raised a huge fuss about it and oh, complained yes. and said they didn't ask me and, and my name should be in the credits and, you know, it should have been introduced as I am Harlan Ellison's guardian of forever, or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He would have said things like that. But... You know, they conveniently waited until he wasn't around to say things like that anymore. And I, it, it makes me...
1: Like, Probably because he is such a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that made me feel weird. And also, they could have done it without making it the Guardian of Forever, right? Like, they didn't have to do that. I don't feel but like But then it, they'd
1: have to come up with something new and explain uh, it. I, you know what they should have done? Yeah. They should have named um, Carl. Yeah. Harlan, but, of course, then that would be a dead giveaway. You That's know? true.
0: That is very true. Uh, they- and
1: I have to say, it would have been better if he had been Harlan, mm-hmm. if Ellison had still been alive and filmed mm-hmm. it. But if he had been cranky yes, because he was a little too folksy for me. He
0: was very folksy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Too benevolent. He was more like an Organian, right? Mm-hmm. He, he gave off that vibe, which is why I, I thought for sure it might be the Organians because he wasn't giving off a Q vibe at all. It was very no. different. So Anyway, that's that was my thought on that. It was a little weird. Um, but, you know, props to them for making an interesting callback I guess to TOS. Um, mm-hmm. Alright, so I am completely out of ideas for where Georgia went back to because the Guardian said He sent her back to a time when the two universes were more, uh, what did he say, aligned, I think was the word that he used. Well,
1: I I was thinking just from every reference that was made about the universes being farther apart, I was Uh thinking it was being described as distance, although I know it's not physical distance. Uh But it's like, okay, there was some point at which they split off. Right. And he sent her to a time when the split wasn't that deep that makes sense yeah
0: totally so when do you think that is
1: oh i think it it, it, okay when he sent her back i said and as a bonus prize you get your own show so i think Uh uh-huh i think he sent her back to uh like discovery's uh first season time-wise or or not not first season because she was still there then but like maybe like very shortly after discovery left for this um far far future and she's going to get involved with section 31 and she will probably yes probably guest on discovery and the chris pike show
0: Mm, okay interesting okay where did you think well i didn't know because you know we watched that stupid episode of enterprise right where mm-hmm. they were in the mirror universe and we were commenting on the fact that the opening credits were showing a timeline for the mirror universe where things seem to have split off from our universe like world war ii or possibly even earlier than that right they were showing all this footage mm-hmm. and it looked very like militaristic and that the empire was happening on earth so i guess it's it's relative right like is that close well, the
1: it would to me it would be closer and uh, a thought just occurred to me maybe we will find out if it did split like right around that time maybe that's the universe where edith keeler didn't die <gasps> and the nazis won and they became oh, the empire
0: i never thought of that wow i that's didn't a- either
1: until you said world war ii
0: that's a great idea. Oh, my God. Okay, I like that. I think that's really, really good. And if the writers aren't doing it, they're fools, because that is a really,
1: really well, good idea. You would think they would be listening to this show, because you, you and so. I are like the guardian of forever ideas, <laughs> <laughs> or just the guardian of ideas.
0: You know that notebook you have that says things that I'm right about? Could you write that down <laughs> yeah, in there right now? I will. <laughs> Because that is absolutely true. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that, that was the, the, the conundrum for me was this idea of like how far is far. And if we really are to believe that Enterprise episode, things split off pretty early in you know the history of industrialization, I guess.
1: Well, and we know that, um, or I believe, so that's the same as knowing because I'm <laughs> always right, um, That that there are limitless universe. yeah, yeah, you know, all mm-hmm. all existing in the same space, and um, so you know, in the big picture, to go from World War II to um, Discovery first season, mm-hmm. and you know, just a uh, uh, five ten years later to Kirk, mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting because. If, they, if they're if they getting farther and farther apart, you know, diverging as maybe as far as there aren't duplicates of absolutely everybody yeah. as you go farther and farther. But that says to me, there would have been a limited time, not like a few hours, but you know, maybe a couple of centuries when something like the switch they did of, you know, Kirk and Uhura and Scotty and the doctor, Dr. McCoy, not Dr. Who, um, you know, swapped because of this storm and they were transporting, um, probably could not be done. Yeah, yeah. It would be harder and harder to cross over to that particular universe. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. I think that's all correct. Well, it'll be very interesting. I I agree, you know, with what you were saying, that it is going to be Section 31 involved. And who knows? (laughs) I mean, maybe there'll be a lot more back and forthing. Or something. I, well, I don't know. you know,
1: now that you're that you've kind of thrown out there, do we know that's time she goes back to? Uh she could go back to Picard time.
0: Yeah, that's true. And it I... seems
1: that by then, Section Thirty-One is fairly well established. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I think that um they're going to have to do a lot of backstory building on section 31 to, mm-hmm. to figure out when it actually started and how it's all intertwined and how much knowledge they have of the mirror universe. Cause I think that was implied in uh, discovery, right. In the first season right. of discovery that they, they knew that that was happening and they had knowledge. And, and certainly since then David Cronenberg knows all about it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's more or less received wisdom now in our universe. Hmm. Yes. Okay, well, that's all interesting, and we'll find out about that when she comes back. I'm really sad to see her go, because she's so oh, No,
1: <laughs> And, you know, it was really nice that, like, that whole first episode, this was a two-parter, was, and, no, even the second universe, it was Giorgio all the way. Oh, yeah. It was her show, and yes. she she's such a good actress. She really and, is. And, oh, my God, she knows how to... To dominate a scene without being hammy about yes, it, you know. Yes, yeah. she's really so subtle.
0: So many small things, and boy, does she look good in those outfits they were putting her in. <gasps> that
1: crown thing. <laughs> oh my God! If I was crafty, I would have made myself one of those by now. Because I, I thought that was awesome.
0: I I can't help but think that the actors on the show, all of them, must be so happy that the writers keep giving them this amazing over-the-top stuff to do, you know, Mm -hmm. to find out that they got to go back to the Mirror Universe and wear those amazing costumes and and act in such hammy, evil ways. And and my God,
1: Burnham was chewing scenery. (laughs) I mean, she just broke out of this whispery thing and uh, she was mad. She was great. was great, and I
0: loved <laughs> I loved Captain Killy. She was so good. Yep. Oh my Why god! Why are you
1: still taking up the oxygen <laughs> on Mary my Wise starship?
0: Oh, everybody was great, and and they're they're just I'm sure they're loving it. Which leads me to the discussion of the next episode, Sakul, where they are finding out we think the source of the burn, and we get to see uh, Doug Jones without his Saru makeup, which was and
1: amazing. I, I loved that. He's I so loved good. it! It made me wish that uh, Saru was not so alien in appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, that he was one of those people, that they put a few lines on his bridge or dots mm-hmm. or something. But um, that was, that was great. Yeah,
0: he's amazing. He's such a good actor. And you see mm-hmm. how much range he has when he gets to use his face more than just his voice um i love the fact that they gave him like okay so doug jones is blonde and he has Mm -hmm. not a lot of hair on his head and they gave him a very um sort of kirkish looking hair Uh and they gave him the little pointy starfleet sideburns it was so cute that made me laugh and laugh yep Yep. Um, and then they, they got to have uh, Culber and Burnham looking like different species also, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool. That must have been fun for them. Yep. I thought that Burnham, when she was impersonating the hologram, was so yes. good. Oh, that she was so
1: good. Was. I was going, wow, I didn't know you had that in you, you know, yeah. after almost three full seasons, I'm not saying she's bad or monotone, but I was getting so annoyed with the whispering whispering, that I think it was overshadowing her entire performance. And incidentally, in one of the reviews I read, at the end, they have like, they call them like random observations, Mm -hmm. like a bulleted list. And one of them was, Burnham, stop whispering. (laughs) And I thought, yay, we're not the only ones. No,
0: it's just so annoying. But um, she was really good. And that whole episode was just totally freaky like the escher place that they were in and
1: Mm -hmm. the the
0: weird uh thought creature that was sort of floating around and menacing them it was all completely bizarre it reminded
1: me of a very tight tos episode it was you know the away team has to go to this spot things happen so they can't just be beamed back and so they have to solve the problem yep
0: there was an awful lot happening aside from that though with the the Danger that was happening on Discovery, where the Emerald Chain are there and then they get Mm -hmm. boarded, and then who knows what's going to happen. I'm assuming at some point it gets resolved in a good way, or else the show would be over. Um, Right.
1: But we've got two more episodes. We've got two more
0: episodes. (laughs) so we'll find out what happens. But that was that was a lot. By the end of the episode, I was like, could they just pile on a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we more have layers,
1: please. Danger, <laughs> danger
0: everywhere. Everything's going to shit. What are we going to do?
1: Oh, my God. Um. Well, uh, I had uh, sent you an article. I don't know that we have time to discuss it. And if we don't, I'll post it on Facebook. But it was um sort of like a, a deep dive into this whole uh, mirror universe thing and the empire and did Giorgio being killed somehow enable Kirk to have the success that he did? Yes, When uh, he was there, when he was telling Spock, you know, you can make this not as horrible. Right, right. Uh, the, I
0: think the premise of the article, which I'd noticed actually when I was watching it, is that Giorgio has a tantalus device.
1: Yes, and I didn't pick up on that at
0: I was looking at it and it was because of that weird teardrop shape button, the upside down Uh teardrop thing, and I was like, Oh, that's what that is. I know what that is, so she's got one. You're so
1: good. You're so good.
0: It was hard to see it and I I just they spent a lot of time with that device in the shot with her. Like Mm -hmm. as she's watching it, and I thought, Okay, they're doing that for a reason. It's not just just a piece of tech. So that was interesting. And yeah, it, it leads to all kinds of questions like, you know, was hers the only one? And is that the one that Kirk has? Or did he discover it at the same time? Well, you know, from the same planet, from the same mm-hmm. technology, or was it reconstructed? You know, there's a whole lot of stuff
1: that well, comes up. Well, this article had an interesting theory, if you read all the way through it, which was basically um some other ship had plundered this originally Mm -hmm. and then that ship got blown up so there were all these pieces of it in a certain area Mm -hmm. and a scientist knowing all this was there went to you know salvage stuff take whatever he could and he found this and that's the scientist Kirk stole it from.
0: Yeah yeah that could be that could definitely be the case but it is clearly the same type of device although she doesn't use it. Uh, So that was nice. Uh, See, I like that better than The Guardian of Forever because it's just more subtle. It's just more subtle.
1: Well, I really like the attention to detail they're doing, you know, like the the pointy sideburns and the the little (laughs) teardrop-shaped button, which I didn't even pick up on. So when this article pointed out it's a tantalus device, I was like, duh, you know.
0: Yep. Oh, that was really, really good. So still loving Discovery, still thinking mm-hmm. it's it's really good. Uh you know, there's a lot of confusing stuff going on that I don't know how it's gonna end up or where it's going, but I'm I'm willing to go with it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that they're giving the other players a lot more to do. Yeah. Everybody's getting lines, everybody's getting to act. I really like Culber stepping up because he's a really interesting, cool character and he seems so much more capable than he used to be, which is good. You know, they're really building him into a, a solid, like he's the doctor and he can fix things and he's willing to fix things. I like mm-hmm. that about him.
1: Yeah. So we'll have to see where uh, this is going going. I accidentally read a headline. It wasn't a spoiler, but it was like a speculation. Ooh, okay. for, in the headline, it's a speculation <laughs> for what's going to happen tonight, so uh, I'm not going to share it with everybody because that would be... I, I'm not happy that the spoiler was in the headline. Okay, you know, well, you can't avoid that, but um, it's something I will be watching for, and we'll report back on if this article was correct, even though yeah. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm avoiding as many spoilers as I can. And-
1: oh, I do too. I do too. I. You know, that's why I was so mad. It was in the headline. You can't avoid that as you're scrolling through. You know. <laughs> All
0: right. Good. Good. Yay, Star Trek. I watched 4 hours of Star Trek in a day cuz I watched the 2 Discovery episodes back to back and uh-huh. then later on in the evening um I watched a TOS episode and then I watched the TNG episode that was on afterwards and I thought, "Oh my
1: goodness. This
0: is good." <laughs> I <I'm> felt very <laughs> immersed in Star Trek. So before we break, I just wanted to offer a very few thoughts on TOS because Uh, Things occurred to me so one was uh, the TOS episode that I watched in that four hour chunk was the deadly years. Mm -hmm. Can I just say that's a very boring episode. I don't think we've watched that episode together in ages and ages like years right because I'm
1: not sure if we ever even have because I don't like that episode. There are many more that I would want to watch with yeah, you. Yeah. Deadly Years is near the bottom of the list. Mostly because I can't stand the makeup. It's, oh, it's bad. Oh. It's
0: very bad. Yeah. Uh, there are some really huge flaws in it. Uh, one being that it's another ex-girlfriend of Captain Kirk named Janice. Yes. So there's that. There's the fact that the so there's what, four, four of them? Five of them that being down to the planet and Chekhov is the only one who doesn't get infected with it. Mm-hmm. And they come back up and they're all showing signs of aging. And there's the, the lieutenant, the, the woman, the one woman, mm-hmm. who is showing signs of aging faster than the other ones. And that's not really explained. And mm-hmm. about halfway through the episode, she dies. Yeah. Like, she, she comes into sickbay and she's like, I don't feel good. And then she just keels over and dies in Kirk's arms. And everybody is upset. For approximately 30 seconds, she is never mentioned again. Right. They go through the whole rest of the episode, nobody ever says anything about her, and then that episode ends with a big laugh about, oh, ha ha ha, you know, I've got a twinge in my back, I hope I don't get old before I time and my time, yeah. and now I'm going to go smooch with my ex-girlfriend, and it's like, wow, way to disrespect your lieutenant, who you basically sentenced to death on taking her on this mission.
1: Right, right. It was yeah.
0: bad. Yeah know that red shirts get killed all the time and stuff but this was just well
1: i think she you know like all the red shirts who die um like guy said in galaxy quest (laughs) i'm there to show that the danger is real yes and that's what she was there was you know if we were getting too involved with people getting old we had to be reminded death is coming for them yes it's true well it just made me angry
0: um and Mm -hmm. then the last thing was that There's a long set piece where Kirk is on the bridge and he's giving orders and he forgets his orders and the yeoman gives him a thing to sign and he forgets he signed it and it's like oh no Captain Kirk he's losing it he's losing it and then they have the medical hearing later on the medical hearing is literally replaying everything that happens on the bridge that we just <laughs> saw five right. minutes ago. <laughs> oh, it's painful. Right. I have watched so that in painful so many years.
1: To watch.
0: <laughs> it's, it's just like, we, we just saw this. We just saw this. Why are you having every single, cr- and it's mm. literally every crew member that he interacted with recounting in the exact words, what we saw happen there's no compression mm-hmm. there's no like montage or anything it's just minute after minute after minute mm-hmm. and it's so awfully boring get on with it did they really have that much time to fill up in that episode Ugh.
1: is that a third season episode
0: i think it's second season actually because oh, i was
1: gonna say if it's third they had a lot of time to fill oh, in true. several episodes
0: uh, so um you know one star do not recommend do not buy from this seller on eBay (laughs) not good just not good
1: just not good
0: (laughs) okay let's take our break and then we've got lots more Star Trek news to discuss when we come back
1: Space A Final Frontier These are the voyages of the starship
0: Enterprise. Its five year mission to explore strange new
1: worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before.
0: Listeners, we would love to hear from you. Send us email at, look at, his butt at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and leave us a comment. Tell us your Trek news. And we are back. Yes, we are. So a very quick thought about Dagger of the Mind, which I watched uh, recently, and that is, I think we might have mentioned this before, but I can't quite remember. I was laughing so hard at the fact that at the beginning of the episode, when they decide to go to the planet, Kirk says, "I need McCoy to send me a psychologist," and they say, "Oh, we'll send Lieutenant Helen Noel," and he's like, "Fine." And then he gets to the transporter room and he sees her. And that's when he knows who she is. So that whole thing that happened at the Christmas party, he didn't even know her name.
1: <laughs> oh, so very true.
0: And I just thought that is hilarious, right? He just, he was at the Christmas party and he saw this hot woman and he was putting the moves on her. Didn't catch her name. Just, you know, Lieutenant something or other. And then yes. <laughs>
1: Um, also, you skipped over a classic um, Shatner enunciation. Oh, yes. Where he says to McCoy, um, find me somebody who has experience <laughs> in, and for years I thought he said phrenology. Yes, it you know, sounded reading like- the bumps on heads, yes. and it was only when I saw it with subtitles that I realized it's penology like Mm -hmm. the penal system you know I I was going really that came back (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: that is a very good one it's it's quite quite good so it remains a good episode there's some really good shacting in it and of course the ducts always the ducts always the ducts I think that that is probably the episode that inspired the galaxy Quest comments about why is it always ducts because you could drive a car through those ducts they're so big Mm -hmm. and 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 you got to think you know when the architects were designing this thing was it really necessary to have them that big imagine how much time it took to carve out these big fucking ducts that go through the entire thing
1: and i have to point out that it wasn't just galaxy quest that has become such a, a popular concept that on Mm -hmm. other shows i have seen people going ducks again you know so (laughs) so funny also when when helen
0: noel is going through the ducts how does she Mm -hmm. know where to go
1: well that's just it is there a direct line from wherever they've got kirk having his nap and the power center
0: I don't. Are there little maps in there? Is there a, like you are here you thing? You are here,
1: like in the hotel room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> little arrows painted on the like oh, this way, this way to the power. This room. way. But I. But first of all, I love Helen Noel. Oh, she's, she's my wonderful. favorite of any wonderful. of her uh, liaisons yes. that showed up. She was gorgeous. She had the shortest skirt of anybody. Yep. And. When she kicks that guy over and fries him before she runs out of the oh. room, she picks up the gun. Yes. Women never did that back then.
0: Nope, it's great. And she has no hesitation about frying him in that power grid. She just mm-hmm. kicks the hell out of him and he goes right, and she's like, right. yes, I've done it. Oh, Yep. So good. Yes, we, we stand her. She's so wonderful. Okay, uh, here's some news articles. So here's one which I never, ever heard about before which was that they had planned a sequel to Star Trek Nemesis.
1: Yes. Had you heard about this before? No, I never had. All these articles are showing up lately of this thing was talked about and this thing was talked about, you know, different um, things they were thinking about doing between the end of TOS and when the movie started up.
0: Just no, I wasn't, no. (laughs) I had no idea that they were planning anything like this. This sounds awful, I have to say. The sequel to Star Trek Nemesis Sounded Amazing is the title of this article.
1: I completely disagree with that.
0: I think you're right. Um, Here's what it says. The original idea for the film would have seen Jean-Luc Picard having to deal with Shinzon again, but this time in a time travel story. Shinzon would recruit the greatest villains in Star Trek history, namely Khan and wage a war on Picard in order to stop him. Picard would recruit James Kirk, Spock, Data, and Jonathan Archer to name a few. It sounds like the Savage Curtain. (laughs) you know <laughs> uh, let's let's get a time traveling band of baddies on one side and time traveling goodies on the other side and then they're going to do a fighty fighty
1: uh... uh they also would have seen admiral jane way uh, yes. voyager her crew deep space nine and all of their inhabitants all centered on a war with the Romulans which would feature the Titan and Defiant fighting side-by-side, among other classic Star Trek ships. Uh, No. So, if if this was the scenario, was Picard going to go uh, back to the Nexus and pull Kirk out again? Because we know, like, you never actually leave the Nexus, or there's part of you there.
0: I don't know. I mean, it says time travel. So presumably they've got some kind of time travel device if he's going to go. Maybe it's the Guardian of Forever. I don't know. I mean, it it, it could be any hand wavy thing to actually make it happen. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I know that this was proposed before all of these tidal wave of superhero movies came out where mm-hmm. you do have the lineup of every superhero that's ever been in a movie and then we're going to bring them together and it's going to be this thing yeah and that i think that works in very limited contexts right and mm-hmm. also there's a lot of precedent for it because that's what comic books did for a long time is they would borrow characters from other books and then they'd have like big all-in-one fights where everybody mm-hmm. would get together and In a universe, you can see where that could happen, but this seems just so artificial, like, to cram in every character.
1: And to get all those people in one movie would triple, quadruple whatever big budget you had in mind. And the script was going to be written by Brent Spiner. Yeah, I mean...
0: (sighs) I don't know. It just sounds like it was throwing everything at the wall and hoping someone would something would stick in order yes. to, to make a movie yes. out of it and it
1: really does. I
0: am very glad that they abandoned that but yeah, I never heard about that before. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh.
1: That's a bad idea and as I said it sounded crowded and awful. How wide is the screen to, you know, have a group shot?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, There are some good comments below. Uh, It says, A generation's final journey was the tagline for Star Trek Nemesis, not a generation's final journey into hackneyed, tired, crowded, overstuffed spectacle.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, and people are saying, It sounds horrible, like the type of plot a hyperactive 14-year-old on a sugar high would come up with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is or something a little kid would describe to you yeah. that makes no sense at all and then and then and then they, yep. they get you know data and then and then you know
0: <sighs> okay good let's be happy that they never did that
1: oh yeah <laughs> um
0: let's see two more articles these are at the grunge and one of them which was quite funny was why living on the starship enterprise would actually be awful Yes, uh, pointing out many reasons why being confined on a ship for years at a time would probably severely damage your mental state. And I think that's probably true.
1: I think so too, and and some of the specific reasons they came up with, I uh, I greatly enjoyed. I'm trying to scroll through to them. Okay, yeah. there's one bathroom.
0: <laughs> sure, uh-huh. for
1: four hundred and some people. Uh cabin fever obviously i like the picture though of Riker screaming
0: yes that's very good it's well illustrated some of them are are funny but obviously like if we're going to nitpick about this not true the you stink all the time thing Mm -hmm. it was saying that you know the the uniforms are made of spandex well obviously in the future (laughs) they wouldn't be made of spandex
1: well, I like this one. Your family's around so they're probably going to watch you die. Not yes. only that, but you can't even go to work to get away from your family. Oh, it's like yeah. a pandemic. hmm. You know
0: agreed no i i thought about that i was like that's a really good point
1: point. Um, and your what, your spouse and your kids they know where you are all the time
0: all the time one yeah. thing that they mentioned um and i was surprised that they didn't do a comparison to the military was this thing about you live where you work and
1: mm-hmm. it was saying
0: you know you're running into your superior officers when you're trying to sit down and have dinner and stuff like that and yes you know that's absolutely true but The way that the the military takes care of that now is that they have things like segregated dining they have an officer's Mm -hmm. club so that that doesn't happen so that the officers (laughs) can be on their own and they can complain about all the enlisted people without them being overheard and then you have this little privilege of being able to do it and you got to think that they would have something like that right like they they can't have everybody mixing all the time it would be impossible
1: Um, I have to tell you a story that kind of ties into that. Wildcat, who you know, um, her husband, I believe is now retired, but he was in the military. He was in the Navy. And, you know, they're stationed somewhere, and you'd go into town, and they'd be walking around, and he would see like some underling coming towards them, and he'd go, Mm -hmm. let's cross the street, because he didn't want to do salutes on the street, and sometimes, you know, he'd be on the the street, and the guy would, you know, snap him a salute, Uh. and he'd kind of do this, like, half-assed yes salute, okay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really, you need to wear a a big sign around your neck that says, I'm not at work right now.
1: (laughs) Don't salute me, yeah. (laughs) This is the best one. Wesley's your superior.
0: Oh, yes, Uh uh-huh, yeah.
1: That would be hard to take.
0: I think so. I, I liked this one, too, which I think we've talked about. The holodecks could glitch and kill you at any time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you think the away missions are the uh, problem.
0: Nope. It's the holodeck. You never know <laughs> what's going to happen. It's
1: the holodeck. The computer knows all your secrets. Yep. Yep.
0: All problems. Um, let's see. Oh, and this one, which we've definitely talked about before. Chances are your boss is pure evil. I know. Uh,
1: Everybody at Starfleet Command is... Yep,
0: it, it says, for some reason, every time someone who outranks Picard shows up, they're infested by a parasitic worm or cutting deals with the Romulans or secretly mm-hmm. aging backwards. Look, we get that the Federation is a benevolent organization meant to spread peace and love throughout the galaxy, but rules can be broken. Mm-hmm. And peace only goes so far when the guy in charge of the operations is more interested in conspiring with the Klingons than following the Prime Directive.
1: So, I have a question. I have to jump to this question since you mentioned um, evil at you know your evil superiors i didn't okay i'm not going to get into how stupid i am lately but i didn't catch on to this till like one episode back or two episodes back on discovery uh-huh. but admiral vance of vance refrigeration <laughs> i didn't realize he was a hologram
0: oh it's subtle i i was confused until I was he started really...
1: you know zapping in and out so now i'm going yeah. Is he a projection of a real person, or is there no Admiral Vance?
0: You know, I don't know. I think when they go to Starfleet headquarters for the first time, I think at that point he's real. He's like a human being at that Mm -hmm. point. But then later, even when they're at Starfleet, sometimes he's real and sometimes he's not. And the only way you can tell is when he, he glitches a little bit. Yeah. Um clearly, the times when they're interacting with him on discovery, he's a hologram, so I don't think he's ever actually been on the ship. Right. Maybe I'm not sure. I, I don't know. But he I... was
1: glitching um, on e- either of the one of the last two away missions. Yes, because and they were they were on the uh, they weren't on discovery. Right. I didn't think. Yeah. I he, thought they were at headquarters.
0: Yeah, they've they've he's popped up in other places. So, yeah. I I, I don't know. I I guess it's cool. <laughs> but it, the only way you know is when he's glitching. Yeah. But I think he's a real person, I think.
1: Maybe we'll but find we'll out. Find out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So many things <sighs> to find out about.
1: Oh, I know, I know. And oh. we find more and more. Huh. Well, that's Star Trek for you, of course, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, this, this one, the very I think this is the last one here, yes, which is uh, living on the Enterprise means you are boring and it <laughs> refers back to the fact that Roddenberry didn't want to have conflict among the crew members <laughs> and you know, that was true but boy, that got thrown out the window just as soon as they possibly could and yes, I really yes. appreciate the crew conflicts that they've had on Discovery mm-hmm. that people bitch and moan and they don't agree with the, the way people are doing things and mm-hmm. I really liked um, when the jet the engineer came in and was complaining to stamets she's like i was just about to do something and you took all my energy what are you doing
1: i love her you know nothing is ever right nothing is ever the way she wants it in fact we should send her a notebook of things they have (laughs) stopped me from doing that i know would have been the best thing to do that's (laughs) correct.
0: yes because she would know definitely
1: she's excellent
0: okay uh next article and this one's quite long so um we can just hit some high points it's it's also at grunge and it's called false facts about star trek that you always thought were true yes and i think i knew a lot of these i'm trying to think if there were any that in here i didn't actually know it brings up that conflict thing again um this was interesting, and, and I think I had realized that at some point there was a story that the guy who invented cell phones, as we know them, or flip phones, mm-hmm. was inspired by Star Trek, and it says... Uh, In fact, for a number of years, many fans thought the cell phone itself was based on the communicator thanks to its inventor, engineer Marty Cooper. He developed the technology as part of Motorola and famously claimed his inspiration was the 60s spacefaring series. But it turns (laughs) out he may have gotten a little confused about his own invention. Years later, he said it was actually Dick Tracy and his wristwatch communicator that provided the idea for the device. And that pressure to perform for the documentary how William Shatner changed the world led him to make up a story that wasn't true oh, Wow so um, I mean I guess if Bill is gonna come and interview you for his documentary, you might want to say something that makes him happy
1: yes yes um his explanation about what Khan actually knew Chekhov <laughs> uh-huh is a. Uh, Pretty, pretty lame. I think. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> it, it's it's retconny.
1: <laughs> oh, it, it and it's not not well done. It's not one of those that make you go, oh, of course. But he's basically saying, uh, "What is the glaring error?" Uh, he never forgets favorite, Yeah, it.
0: well they never interacted because Chekhov wasn't in that episode, so how would Right, he, he, he yeah, doing but
1: the answer the season 2 episode Cat's Paw takes place on an early oh yeah, on an earlier star date.
0: That's just crap because the star dates aren't sequential.
1: That's what I was going to say because they're they're both time and place.
0: Yeah, so saying that it's an earlier star date that doesn't really make any sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought that was—that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there is one here that really pisses me off, which is Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek always promoted equality. Uh huh. But ah, uh, it—it's it, dealing with alien races and the super black and white episode and everything, but not much about women.
0: Yeah, that was kind of glaringly missing from there, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And boy, I mean, you know, TOS, product of its time. But in TNG, you'd think that they would have gotten a better handle on it. And boy, mm-hmm. that was just sexist as anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Things did get better later on. But I, yeah, I wish they had called more attention to that. Uh, I have to say, just to get back to Discovery for a hot minute, there were scenes in some of the, the two-part Mirror episodes with Georgiou where all of the main people interacting were women. yes. It was great. It was just uh-huh. like I I didn't notice it until I noticed it. You know, it, it was a scene where Giorgio and Burnham and um, Tilly and Detmer and somebody else they're all sitting around. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're they're like having a drink and and I just was like, yep, these are the characters that we need to pay attention to. And then I went, hey, there's no men in this room, and that was really cool. And in the mirror universe, the women seem to have most of the responsibility, right? There's no men in higher up positions that we see
1: that's that's fine with me
0: (laughs) yeah i think it's great i just i like it that it's subtle and nobody comments on it and that's just the way it is and it makes perfect sense given who the characters are and what they're doing so i was very pleased to see that
1: um there are a couple quick ones on this list that i want to knock down Mm -hmm. um one is red shirts always die nobody actually believes that's the (laughs) truth None of us believe that. But Uh when we see red shirts, we know it might be coming, and we get a big kick out of counting how many red shirts die in an episode. But that's not the truth. Some of them survive. And the other one is that Star Trek has no religion. Oh, right. um, this is argued among fans a lot, um, because things, you know, what Uhura says in Bread and Circuses, you know, uh, and Kirk says, you know, we don't need multiple gods, we Are fine with just one, you know, kind (laughs) of personally to me, Uh makes it sound like the world has been taken over by Christianity, in which case we would not be going to outer space. But also, they have a chapel. Yeah. On board (laughs) the ship.
0: Uh huh. Yes, they do.
1: I'm thinking they have religion for people who want it. Sure. You know, just like we have, more or less, with us Mm -hmm. not getting killed for not believing. But you know, some of these are almost made
0: up. They, you know, to fill the space. Yeah. Well, I think it's you know what people. It's not. Let me start again.
1: Okay. It's
0: not false facts about Star Trek you always thought were true. It's things people think about Star Trek that aren't true. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's not that they were ever facts or Mm -hmm. that it was put out there as a fact about the show it was just uh, cultural osmosis just like Kirk Drift right they could have easily included in here um, you know Kirk was a playboy who had sex with every woman who crossed his path mm-hmm. and it's like well that's just a cultural thing that people built up about the original it mm-hmm. wasn't that they ever said that it, yeah so that much it,
1: of our, our fan and like Kirk yes at the academy was a double major in engineering and history right. you know yeah. it's just like somebody used that somewhere in a story and people went yeah i like that
0: yeah so, so. i they need to be more careful cuz there are things in the that were interesting like we knew it but it was still an interesting thing TNG characters were created for the show and that's partly true cuz some of them were like um you know Picard and and uh Worf but also if you know the history of Star Trek you know mm-hmm. that Decker and Elia were the models for Riker and Troy, and that just got carried over. So, you know, that's interesting, and yeah, people could could know that. So that's, I don't know, is that a fact? It's just, it's the history of the show. Uh,
1: It's um, it's what you get if uh, Kaylee McInerney is describing the show.
0: (laughs) It's alternative facts, perhaps. It
1: absolutely is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> anyway it's a pretty good article we'll link to it you can go okay. uh, look okay. at it and see how many things you knew whether you knew them yeah. or you didn't know them okay right right so let, let's let wrap things up and i have a thought experiment and it's going to be framed in the form of a game oh great. so this is a the, the would you rather game and this was asked uh of me by um a, a guy a some guy mm-hmm. who who said here you have to make a choice okay so I'm now I'm asking you, my co-host, what would you do? If you had to choose between going back in time and uh, being you, and you can, you know, be whoever you want to be, like you can look how you want to be, you can be a man, you can be a woman, you can be a gender non-specific person, you can have whatever skill set you want to, go back in time, would you rather be Brian Epstein's assistant during the heyday of the Beatles and get to be around all the the insanity that was the Beatles and just Mm be right in there where you can see the stuff happening in real time, or would you rather be the story editor of Star Trek uh, TOS?
1: Absolutely the story editor. Really? (laughs) Oh, yes. You know, the more I I learn and I've been, you know, reading Beatles things lately as part of my pandemic homework, (laughs) um, I would not deal well with that chaos. (laughs) I absolutely would not. And really, it's kind of miraculous that uh, they came out of that with their minds still intact Mm -hmm. or still Mm -hmm. as relatable human beings. Because that just sounds like hell.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It is tempting, though, a little bit. I mean, imagine being there for all the Beatles stuff, seeing it up close.
1: Like, Well, and you could getting... live off it the rest of your life writing books. And, that, too. And eventually, you could start making things up. But um, story editor on TOS would almost be a dream job. Because, like we were just talking, why are they repeating everything that happened in the episode <laughs> in the, you know, medical trial and stuff like that? Yeah.
0: You know? um, so, downsides as, as we've been discussing if you're in the Beatles world you're having to deal with a lot of really bad behavior and a constant flow of drugs and people basically taking acid every day right mm-hmm. <laughs> so no controls over things on the other hand you're part of TOS and you've got Gene Roddenberry to deal with who's probably trying to if you're a woman like cop a feel every time he walks by yeah
1: um, well you, you, know.
0: you know you've you've got cast bickering sometimes you've got the network breathing down your neck and saying make this cheaper and don't spend as much money on it and all of that stuff
1: well except for Roddenberry as a story editor I don't think I would have very much if any direct contact with the higher-ups that Mm -hmm. would they would Mm -hmm. say those things to Gene or whoever was producing at that time and Mm -hmm. then it would be filtered back to me and the same with the actor's Bickering. I might get a memo that says, "Please try to make sure that Kirk and Spock have equal-sized parts, or mm-hmm. you know, things like that." So I don't think um, I would be. Uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't be much of an issue for me. And the chance to work with the people like D.C. Fontana and all mm-hmm. the sci-fi writers that were writing episodes for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back. To my early days in, in um, publishing and documentation, I learned so much from people more experienced than me mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. writing and editing. And and I love those things. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's part of why it would really appeal to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a good answer. Now, the final point about being the story editor for Star Trek, if you were a woman, would it be ethically okay for you to sleep with William Shatner?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> you don't think that crosses a line?
1: No. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> Can you imagine how he would take advantage of that, though? I mean, you know, he'd <laughs> Bill being Bill, he'd come over to your place, like you'd have dinner and you'd have sex and everything, and you'd go to sleep. And in the night, he would get up. And he would go to the scripts that you had on your desk, and he would read them, and he'd be counting his lines, yes, right? Yes, he
1: probably would. And, you know, because I uh, know about Bill, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, would, I would either be okay with it, not say anything, just kind of roll my eyes. Or, you know, when I got up in the morning, I'd say, were you counting lines again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> see i'm seeing oh. it as a real relationship
0: oh. <laughs> and he'd be he'd be so charming he'd be like come on
1: you can give me you can
0: give me a couple more lines in this scene i think i should have this line this would be better for kirk to say don't he you think he
1: would cook me breakfast yes in bed. yes see, that's part of his charm
0: exactly he would he'd bring you a beautifully cooked breakfast and you know some fruit on the side and all that and then he'd sit down next to you with the script <laughs> say, now while you're having your breakfast, I just wanna go over a few things in this scene because I think it's very, very important to the show. And that's what we all want, right? Is for it right, to be the right. best show possible. And I I, William Shatner, am the star of the show. Absolutely. So therefore, you know, I my opinion is extremely important, honey. So
1: <laughs> And there would be an epic Scene on the set that would go into Star Trek lore and override everything else, where Leonard and Bill have this huge argument about Bill's part keeps getting better and better, (laughs) and Leonard's (laughs) keeps getting crappier and crappier because I won't sleep with Leonard.
0: (laughs) Oh, and then, yes, it'll be a big deal, and then everybody who didn't know would suddenly know, and they'd be yeah, like, you're sleeping what? with the story editor? Well, Why did yeah. we not know about this?
1: And he'd say, have you seen her tits? <laughs> you would sleep with her.
0: <laughs> uh, well, that would be a fun Fanish story to write, wouldn't it? I I could see that. <laughs>
1: Yes, now tell me what your answer was.
0: Oh, mine was the same. I I actually (sighs) picked the same. I thought about it a lot. I think I was heavily influenced because um, I had been reading and discussing the book that I sent you, The 150 Glimpses of the Beatles. It's because, as you were just saying, the more I learn about what it was actually like at, Mm -hmm. you know, with Brian Epstein and Apple and stuff, it just sounds like a nightmare, right? Nobody was in charge and... Money was hemorrhaging, and and it, there was just so much waste and bad behavior yeah. and drugs and everything. I, I think, as much as it would have been extremely cool to be there and to see it, and as you said, being able to dine out in it for basically the rest of your life, yeah, it would have made you crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. how could, how could you have tolerated that as your job that you were trying to do, unless you just gave up and said fuck it like I'll just continue to get paid and not actually do any work Whereas, which it
1: sounds like a lot of people are doing I, exactly
0: <laughs> right yes um but if you were working for for Roddenberry I mean if you were in the organization yes as you said it would have been a great experience and you would have learned stuff and you would have been creating something that that made the whole thing better and you know, it comes with some of the same perks as well. You would have been able to write books and go to conventions and all the rest of it. And I think more than working for the Beatles, it would have given you a career. Yes. After Star Trek was over. Um, Whereas I think a lot of those people who, who were in the Beatles circle after that whole experience, mm-hmm. it was just so horrendous that they ended up doing other things. You know, yeah. they were like, I don't want to be part of entertainment or music anymore. This is too too awful.
1: Now, what would, okay, so you chose story editor for TOS yeah. as well. Would you sleep with Bill? Or would that's, you have an ethical uh, problem with
0: it? That's, you know, I don't know. I really don't know.
1: Well, then you're fired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, obviously, I would have wanted to.
1: Well, what's the point of going back to there if you're not going to do the thing you want?
0: Yeah, I guess, okay, I would have done it if I was pretty sure that I wouldn't get fired for doing it. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to jeopardize my job. Mm -hmm. Let's let's say that.
1: Do you think anybody in Hollywood has ever been fired for Sleeping with the Star?
0: (sighs) Probably not. (laughs) yeah you're probably right about that
1: yeah (sighs) (laughs) that is such a great question
0: yeah well it it came from a guy who who thinks about these things i guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) so okay good
1: question yeah
0: uh, so listeners, if you have thoughts on this, we'd love to know what your choice would have been. If if you are a fan of the Beatles, this only really is relevant if, you know, you're really fascinated with Beatles lore and what happened and yes, all of the yes. things that are in there. But, you know, pick a comparable entertainment situation if you have one and just uh, think about it.
1: Or send us more questions to put in the game.
0: Yes. I I think it's it's... Would you rathers are good. I hate playing it when people are like, you know, would you rather eat a rock or, a, you know, whatever. <laughs> or like, a rat. I, yeah. yeah, I have no time uh-uh. for that. But, but these kinds of situations, I think, are are really interesting to play out in your head because there, it is like writing fanfic in a way, in a big way. It
1: is. Yeah. It is. It's it's Mary Sue time travel. It is. I like it that. Really is.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Well, put that in your I'm Right About Things book because that should absolutely go in there as an entry because that is the right choice
1: (laughs) (sighs) well listeners
0: i i (laughs) think we've we've come to the end of our little christmas new year special and this has been great uh so we hope, as we said at the beginning, you've all had a lovely holiday season and it continues to be good and you know, let's let's all cross our fingers that twenty twenty one is better and we get back to some semblance of normalcy at some point. That'd be good. I'd be happy. I consider
1: it a good sign that Steve Carell has acknowledged me.
0: It is. That is wonderful. I'm yeah. so happy for you. What a what a thing. What a little yeah. kudo that you got.
1: It was really nice.
0: Yeah, cool. So um Please visit us on Facebook. Leave your comments and news and stuff like that. Um, we'll try to do more watch-alongs mm-hmm. in the new year, and we'll continue to be doing our shows. So, uh, moist and Merry Shatmas to you all, listeners. We we are so happy that you're with us on this, this crazy ride. Yes. Uh, and until the next time, live long and potluck. And
1: potluck.